0: Remember me, I'm bros jumping off the couch Trouble kid trying to get attention like announcements I would never let it show The way that I would feel, trying to keep me on the road I was making noise in the classrooms, always telling jokes Didn't know that I was using that to cope No, I didn't know Who I wanted to be Didn't know that was a purpose for me No, I didn't know Who I wanted to be Didn't know that was a purpose for me Music disclaimer. I hereby declare that I do not own the rights to this music. This song is from the Pandora platform and it is Caleb Gordon. This song is called Shameless. I would like to remind people that this is not a tactic to push any beliefs on anyone. This is merely a journey of a woman who is on a transition that is sharing it openly with the world. If you feel a sense of discernment, it's on you to act or not. to Can't act. all right. Thanks so much for tuning into the Shea Butter Therapy Podcast. This is your host, Shea, and this is season five, episode and it's going to be called Money is a Defense. Guys, I have been telling you guys that we are going to talk about finances for some seasons. <laughs> and I didn't want to go come on here teaching something that I didn't know. But like you guys know, this is a journey, man, and we're going to roll with it. I had asked my husband and I've asked one of my brothers, If I should delete all of my episodes on here and just start over clean, because through my journey, I kind of went like deep and then I'm like, okay, we all don't have to have the same beliefs. You can believe whatever you want to, but we should be able to coexist together as, as one, as, as well, let me not say as one, we should be able to have our differences of opinion, but still be able to articulate together, be able to be cordial. Um, so I have taken a, a shift in the podcast. And he was like, no, he was like, leave it all on there. And he was like, just, you know, rebrand or take yourself a different direction and go from there. And that is what I'm doing. So um, although at the end of the day, everything I do is going to be a representation of the father. And I'm always going to throw some throw some little razzle-dazzle in there. Um, I don't necessarily have to make it seem as if a tactic on someone, even though I tell you guys, disclaimer at the beginning of it, every single time that it's not, um, I'm just going to go a different direction with it. And I appreciate and love you guys all for holding it down with your girl as I'm going through this journey, this awakening, this just a whole transition, you guys are seeing it live and in front and in action. And a lot of the older podcast episodes that I made, I mean, some of the information needed to come out. And if it was a way that it exposed to you and it dropped the seed and it allow you to go and research and do what you need to do, then cool. Um, and like I said, for those of you who are still kicking it with me, thank you. I appreciate you. All right, so we're going to get into um, talking about financial literacy. Um, As you guys may know or may not know, I am officially licensed in the state of Florida to be a financial advisor. I actually have my own financial firm. So if anybody is looking or interested in what that entails of, please um, message me at Shea Butter Therapy on Instagram and I will reach out to you um so let me tell you where it started at okay this is coming from a girl who spent over 50 dollars every single sunday on brunch who went out to the club every single weekend and was blowing money um this also comes from the same girl who just was blowing money like crazy but let me take it back even further okay um i was probably about i was 16 years old when i started doing retail and then once i started doing retail I climbed the retail ladder quick. Um, I was probably about 20 years old when I became an assistant manager, probably about 22 when I became a store manager. Okay, so I was making good money at a young age, um, blowing it like it was nothing, didn't save up, was living with my family and just blew through it. Um, Next thing you know, I think I got a job with Apple. I uh, was making the same amount as I was an assistant, getting paid every single week. Um, still wasn't prioritizing um, at all. Um, <laughs> at all. I think before I worked for Apple, I worked as assistant manager for Godiva. And I was making good money then too. And I bought a car, still wasn't saving at all. Um, didn't invest it, didn't do anything. Um, one thing before I get into it that I would like to say is the biggest misconception that I could possibly give anyone is that you should go crazy in your 20s don't get me wrong you should have a grand time sorry guys I got a text message I forgot to cut that off (laughs) um you should definitely have a grand time in your in your younger years I do believe that but I feel like you can have a grand time throughout your entire life and it, setting yourself up when you're younger in your 20s is the best thing to do. And it's definitely something I'm going to teach my kid. While you have no responsibilities, why you are living with your parents is the best way to take a like a landing pad on like an airplane off into the world and do what it is that you need to do. Um, I'll get back to that in a second. So after, um, let me see here. Okay. So then I worked for Apple and then it kind of went downhill from there. I made a decision to move to Houston. Big mistake. Kind of got myself into all kinds of like debt and things of that nature. Um, Came back home, had to catch up, was down low, broke, 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 broke. And I finally told myself, okay, like retail wasn't cutting it. I didn't want to do hotels anymore, like hospitality. I said, what's next for me? And a lot of my friends at the time were nail techs. And they were like, girl, you should get into the nail tech field. Like, it's booming over here. We're making money. I was like, bet. Went to school for it. And when I tell you I touched money, like, never in any career have I ever worked at did I touch so much money. I went crazy. I went crazy. Like, I went crazy. (laughs) Like spending money here and there, nails, lashes, massages, extravagant trips, just like blowing it. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, sometimes I would try to make a conscious decision to save, and then sometimes I'd be like, whatever. I'm living with mom, so it doesn't matter because if I if I go hungry, she got some food in the fridge, I'll be all right. Mom will give me some gas money. And, and, and let me tell you something, guys. I became a nail tech at twenty um, in 2020. OK, so that was um, three years ago, three years ago. I am now 28 years old. OK, and that so that means. I was probably about let me see. I was 25 years old. No, like no excuse, still making bad decisions. And finally, I kind of told myself, like, listen, we need to sit down. We need to reevaluate what is going on. You know what i mean i really wanted to move out on my own i wanted to, i was done living with my parents on top of that too i can kind of say that even though i had a lot of military friends and no disrespect to the military um you guys have it to where everything is set up for you your housing you know healthcare, all that kind of things are set up for you a person who's in the civilian world who's getting it out the mud it was a different situation and I was looking at their life like, oh my goodness, like you're 25, you're 26, you're 27. Why are you not moved out of mom's house yet? Like, why are you, you know what I'm saying? Why are you still living with mom and dad? And don't get me wrong. I, I appreciate the fact that I was able to have that luxury, that I was able to live with my parents. But I do feel like they coddled me a little bit too much. And I probably should have got out, kicked the ground running a long time ago. But we're here now. We're here now. Big things popping. No show stopping. (laughs) So anyways, um, I sat down and made a plan. So with that plan, the first thing I did was I wrote down every single expense I had. Every single monthly expense I had, I wrote it down. And I went through those monthly expenses and I was like, what can I cut? I had a massage membership. I was getting my lashes done every week. I was getting waxed. I got my nails done, not at the place I worked at. I would go to my homegirl, Layla. Shout out Layla. Uh, She's located in Panama City. So if you guys need a bomb nail tech, that's your girl. Um, I was going, getting my nails done every week. I'm telling you, I was, like I said, I was brunching. I was going out to the club. I bought a new outfit every single time I went out to the club. Like I was blowing money and I always joked and said, if I may be broke, it's, it doesn't matter. Cause I don't ever look like, it. <laughs> like y'all the immature mindset I had was ridiculous, ridiculous. And I finally sat down and just reevaluated everything. And I cut a lot of expensive. I had an Amazon Prime. And let me tell you something. I cut Amazon Prime because you guys, you guys, New Flash, you guys get free shipping on items that are $35 and over. And nine times out of 10, if you're getting on Amazon, you're spending $35 and over. And I was like, you know, sometimes Amazon Prime packages would get to you quickly, and sometimes it would be the same amount. And, and, and once I stopped doing Amazon Prime, guys you guys get the packages just about the same amount of time it i mean it's just a finesse game really and truly so i stopped with that i stopped with apple music paying them and i um just started using free app services like pandora spotify i did not miss the fact that i couldn't have the latest and greatest albums every single month. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, and it was just certain things that I started to evaluate. What could I live without? What was the goal? What was the plan? What was I trying to get to? And that's what I did. And one thing I want to tell you guys, when it comes to planning and having structure and having discipline, you're going to have to take a sacrifice somewhere to get to where you want to be. You're going to have to. Um, and then after I started doing that and I really started moving my money around because for me living with my parents, I definitely was making more than enough income that I could put back and move around. I never really understood investing or stocks or things like that. I just always just put my money, you know, back in the bank or whatever the sat in the third. One thing I want to educate you guys on is that banks, 9 times out of 10 savings accounts, you're only incur- um, interest. Sorry, you're only occurring. Um two percent interest occurring. That's what I was trying to say. Occurring, you're only occurring two percent interest. That's it. You're not occurring any more than that. So nine times out of ten, probably in a year's time, you might earn five dollars. Okay. Finally educating myself on that. Um, uh, once I started, I had that talk with myself about what I was doing with my money, then it kept snowballing from there. Then I was like, okay, I'm a 1099 nail tech, I'm gonna have to pay back Uncle Sam at the end of the year. I need to start figuring out, like, what this is. Um, started, in that, started reading and, and um informing myself even more on that kind of stuff. Started getting on Google, reading, watching videos. And um, then I found out about LLCs. <clears throat> People don't know that, yes, you get an LLC, but there's S-Corp, there's C-Corp. There's different things that you need to educate yourself on. So, therefore, you can become an elite, like, a legit, 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 legit um, LLC owner. Okay, so then I I taught myself about that. Then one of my sisters came up to me and was like, oh, my goodness, like, did you know how to leverage life insurance to make extra money? Like to to that's an investment. And I was like, what? And she told me about that. And she was telling me that there is something called an index savings account. An index savings account, which is an IUL, is the same thing that banks take your money and put your money into. And it's occurring interest. And then when you're like, hey, I want my my X amount of money out, they leave enough money inside of the reservoir, like inside of your the ATMs, inside of the banks. That's why they give you guys a limit that you can take out. Most banks, most um most ATMs, like my ATM I go to now, I think it's fifteen hundred dollar limit that you can take out. I don't know about inside each bank is different. But that's why they give you a limit on how much you can take out because they don't have that money on hand. Even when they tell you about robbing a bank, like you're not, it's dumb because you're not getting a lot of money. It's not even worth taking the risk of maybe getting in trouble, maybe not getting in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't keep that much money at all. And they they literally, you have to do a request for it because duh, they have to go get the money out of that, that place where they're accruing interest and then they give it to you. Same thing with when you go rent an apartment, you rent a house, they're taking your deposit and they're putting it into an index savings account, letting it accrue interest, which index savings accounts accrue 7% or higher of interest, okay? So you're definitely seeing a profit by the end of the year, for sure, way more than you ever would a bank. So she taught me things about that. Um, A lot of people are investing their money into 401ks. And into um, 403Bs, which is the same as 401K, it's just for medical. And the crazy thing about those is, yes, you're you're make, putting that money in there. But by the time you turn, you're not allowed to take that money out until you turn 59 and a half. And that's what I love about an index savings account is that you're allowed to take that money out. Um, it all depends on how much money you put into it. You're going to want it to make a profit some. Before you pull it out, so we usually recommend that you leave it in there for a year, and then you're able to take it out. But like I said, with an I, with a um, not, I'm sorry, not a IUL, within um, 401k, um, you're not allowed to take that money out, or even an IRA, you're not allowed to take that money out until you're 59 and a half, okay? And once you take that money out, it is 10% taxed, okay? It's 10% taxed. if you take it out before 59 and a half, it's 10% tax, and then it's 20% penalty on top of that. So, if you take it out after 59 and a half, you're 10% tax now, right? That's in this time. But one thing that we all know is that interest rates are rising house interest rates, car payments, loan interest rates, credit cards interest rate, all the interest rates are rising, right? So, all that money that you took and you put into a 401k, how much of it are you actually going to get when you retire or when you turn 59 and a half? You're gonna get less and less and less of the money that you actually put in, and they're benefiting from it. One thing I like about an index savings account is that if the interest rates um, go up, like um, I'm sorry, if the, so if if the, the rate of what I'm earning goes down, I don't lose anything if the rate of interest goes up for me to earn, then I'm earning that money. And that is, I listen, y'all, I am not a gambler. I do not like going to casinos. I do not like playing like scratch offs. And so I do not like the, the risk of giving my money and not getting it back that I cannot. (laughs) That's why when people would be talking about stocks and stuff, I'm like, cool for you if stocks work and you know how to finesse it and work your game. But I cannot do stocks because I do not like that whole risk of putting in some money and maybe losing my money. I don't like that. So that's why an IUL account worked best for me. Um, so with sitting down and with putting aside stuff now going forward with my money, um, I've gotten a lot more educated now. Now I'm, I'm 29 years old. And I talk to my little brother all the time, who's like 21, 22. And I tell him, I'm like, dude, this time while you're living off of mom and them, save your money. Because when you move out as an adult, you're going to wish that you had that launch pad to be able to do that. That's the one thing that like, you know, as young people, it's like, oh, let's go party. Let's go vacation. Let's go do all these things. I can worry about all this stuff when I'm young, when I'm older. No, you cannot. Like, no, you cannot. Everything gets so much more expensive. If I would have known that I should have started an insurance account, I would have did it a long time ago. And a lot of people don't know for you parents, if you guys have kids, you guys can put your young kids on your credit cards and they can start, it can start helping their credit now. So by the time they're their own, their, their own adult, they will have a high credit score. I'm also going to teach you guys something about credit cards in just a second. so another thing um, too that I that I started doing is when I get paid, right? So we're gonna say let's do numbers. I like to play with numbers. Let's say my paycheck was fifteen hundred dollars, right? I'm gonna take thirty percent of that paycheck, which is four fifty. I'm gonna put it back. Okay, I'm gonna put it into. I feel like you should have you should have a um, checking account for spending money. You should have, um, you, can, you can have a checking account for bill. You can have a savings account for savings, an emergency savings, and then an, an account for spending. So I think that you should have at least four about four accounts and that's it. You don't want to have any more than that of those accounts because it gets crazy. Um, Cash App is a thing, the card, although I'm probably eventually about to move away from Cash App because I don't know what they're about to do with it. <laughs> But um, I will probably open up another checkings account uh, or maybe see if I can add two more savings account to my already account. So, therefore, I can do spend money, bill money, um, a savings account, and an emergency savings account, right? And those are just those ones, right? Okay. So, my 450 would go in my emergency savings account. And I would put, and that's really there. That's also my money that I put aside to pay Uncle Sam my tax money, um, but I would use it as an emergency emergency because if I really needed to tap into it, then I would touch it and we I would just replace it back later. Okay, so that's that. Then um, let's go on to the next one, right? So we're so we're down to ten fifty. Okay. So then after that, let's say I had like $700 in bills, right, for for that paycheck cycle. I'm down to $350. So I I put 30% away. I paid my bills. I have $350 later. I'm going to divide that in half. And half of that is $175. That $175 I'm going to put into my savings account. So we got $450 in the emergency savings. We have 175 in the savings. We paid the bill, and now I have left 175 for the next two weeks, and that is it. So you can get your gas. You can probably eat out one time. You can probably do one activity, and that's probably, I mean, you pick what you need. Maybe we don't eat out this two, next two weeks. Make sure we have groceries in the house. You know, get what you need to get, blah, 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 and then that's all I'm living off of, and that is the structure that I have created for myself to follow, 30% pay bills split it in half that is what i'm putting 10 um $100 a month i'm putting in an index savings account so that is accruing its own self um and then let me talk about credit cards okay the things they didn't teach us about credit cards credit cards you can definitely leverage you can leverage credit cards okay but the one thing that you need to know that's important is your statement date your statement date is the most important. If you have a credit card, you need to find out your due date. and You need to find out your state, statement date. Your state, your due date, you can just pay your minimum. Say you have a, a balance of $800 and your minimum is $50, pay your minimum and then pay, you know, say that you can't afford, you know, to pay the $800 balance, at least pay half of it. Or pay something of what you can because that's going to show that you paid it down. But pay it before your statement date because the statement date is what gets reported to the credit bureau. Um, I'm now even trying to teach myself because sometimes life happens and you spend it down. I had a $3,000 credit card limit and I spent over $2,000 of it. So we're about to pay it back off. But one thing I'm going to do going forward, and I, and I share these things with you guys. And I'm honest with you guys. And I tell you guys. What I'm doing and what's happening because I'm going to be realistic with you. Um, But going forward, I'm never going to get my credit cards down that low. Um, I'm going to use my credit cards because you get cash back. If you ever lose something that you buy or break something that you buy, the credit card companies will replace it for you. But if I don't have $500 sitting in my checkings account, I'm not spending $500 off my credit card. If I have $175 in my checkings account, then I can only spend $175 off my card. Spin that off of my card. And then when it's time to pay that back off, I'll take that 175 that's in my account and put it back onto my credit card. And I will do it like that. I will never, ever like, this is my word. I will never, ever after I pay both of these credit cards off, I will never let them get down that low ever. And one of my elders was teaching me, he was like, once you have a card, pay it off, whatever, cut one up, cut them up. And then, you know, you can get another couple of them until, you know, because some of them have like free interest rates for three months or something like that. And he said that's the only ones that he ever gets. So I'm going to start doing that. But, you know, that's my little debt there that I got to pay off. And I'm I'm making a plan. I'm going to execute it for me and my husband for us to pay our debt off. We don't have a lot of debt. I watch TV shows where people have $300,000, $400,000 worth of debt. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, if they can pay their debt off, we can pay our debt off. So that's definitely something that I plan on working on for sure that I want to do. Another thing that I want you guys to work on and to understand is the difference between a liability and assets. When you buy a car, a car is never, ever going to be an asset, ever. I don't care if you buy a Rolls Royce. I don't care what you buy. As soon as you buy that car and you drive it off the lot, it depreciates. It depreciates. So one thing that I've taught myself is that as long as my car is able to get me from point A to point B, what you drive does not matter. Clothes will never be an asset, it is a liability. When you buy the clothes, they depreciate because you will buy clothes, you'll buy a $1,000 Louis bag, you will never sell it for $1,000 because if you're going to sell a Louis bag for $1,000. The same original price that you pay for it, somebody can just literally go buy one themselves that's brand new that no one's ever touched, breathed on it or or wore it or nothing. You get what I'm saying? So it's time to start thinking about what is a liability? What is an asset? If you buy a house, that's an asset because you can make money off of it. You can all kinds of things with that, right? If you go buy chickens or animals or whatever, that's an asset because you can make money off of it. And an asset is anything that you can make money off of or get money back. A liability is a depreciates. You will never make money off of it. That is the step. That is the difference between the two. Guys, when I sat back and I taught myself all these different things and now I'm like licensed to teach people, I'm just like, wow, it's mind blowing how much we do not talk about money, how much people do not use money for what it is. Money is a defense. Do not let money stress you out. Do not get overwhelmed every single time. Um... I mean, my, one of the guys told me he evaluates his finances every two years. I evaluate mine every month. <laughs> like, maybe I need to get to a point where I'm not doing it that much. But I reevaluate what in our finances can we cut back? What in our finances can we redo do not? Like, me and my husband, I just got our car insurance cheaper. We're paying $96 each for it, and that's pretty darn cheap. Um, another thing that they don't teach you about cars and car insurance is that the car company is never going to pay more on your car than what it's worth. So if your car is not worth much, there's no point of you having full coverage insurance. I'm just going to keep it straight with you. There is no point. You might as well have liability. If you bought a car and your car is worth $20,000 and the insurance company is going to pay you that back, then of course, have full coverage on your car. But if your car is worth $5,000 and you get in a car accident 9 times out of 10, they're not going to give you $5,000 value for it. It's not really worth much. They're going to probably give you a little bit under that depending on what they have to pay for. Like that's how to know which is the best ideal. You have to know, you have to, knowledge is power. And one thing about us is we're all going to perish for a lack of knowledge because people are not digging, researching, and understanding the concepts of things. Um, there's a lot of things that elite people are doing that we do not understand. For instance, like Donald Trump, people get mad at him because like, oh, you're not paying taxes, that's that, the third. But once you register yourself into a business and you bankrupt the business, it banks up the business, not you. And I'm telling you guys, this stuff is such my mind- so, so, so mind blowing. Um, but I am here for all your financial questions. You guys are more than welcome to DM me on Instagram, Shea Butter Therapy. I hope that this whole episode was liberating. I hope you guys learned a lot of information out of it. I hope it got your mind thinking and boggling. Do you have money put up and saved behind to create the lifestyle that you're wanting to create? One thing I can tell you, and I'm going to wrap it up, that that mind blew me, was if you want to make a million dollars, right? Divide that by 300 and it's technically 300. 65 days, I think. Yeah, 65 Um Divide that up. That is um, $2,000 a day, right? But say you only wanted to make, you know, extra 300000 Divide that. That is eight. I think I got these numbers wrong. Because the last time I did it, it was like $3 a day. So what <laughs> guys don't listen to me with that. What could you do that makes you $3 a day? Okay, $3 a day times that by the days in the year. I think I'm adding this up wrong, guys. I don't know, I don't think I have the right numbers. Anyways, forget that last part. I'm not good at math, (laughs) which is why I was bad at finances. But anyways, you guys can find something that you love to do, that benefits you, that helps you with your finances, helps you with your career. I hope this helped you guys. I love you guys so much. And tune in for the next episode. If you guys love this episode, please don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. Bye, guys.